0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques, land the most desirable talent, launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. All right, today we're talking about employment, marketing, and branding, which starts with internal marketing first. We are talking about the importance of keeping your people informed, especially while you're hiring and while hiring is taking place and allowing your people to become brand ambassadors. The benefits of keeping people informed are tremendous as employer referrals harness the highest ROI of any hire that you can possibly make. It reduces time to hire by 55%, cost of hire to about $3,000 and improves the quality of your hire. By 88%. And after two years, 45% of people who you hire through employee referrals stay employed with your company. They stay retained. So this all starts with continually marketing internally first and then expanding outward. Today's quote, internal marketing is probably much more important than external marketing. That's even more true today than it's ever been. Any idea who said that? Angelo Ponzi? Tom uh, Tom Stewart. Tom Stewart. Not, not John Stewart, but not, Tom. Not John. I wonder if but they're Tom. related. Uh, maybe they're uh,
1: distant cousins.
0: <laughs> I think he was like a senator in the 1930s and 40s. Something, or something. like that. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We identify a specific problem, provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's most difficult hiring challenges. We share insights from top-performing and rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Angelo Ponzi. He's the founder and president of the Ponzi Group. Angelo is a marketing and branding strategist that works with small to mid-sized companies as their fractional chief marketing officer in defining market opportunities, developing competitive profiles, audience personas, brand alignment, and strategies to strategic, integrated marketing plans that help businesses compete in an ever-changing marketplace. That's a big, long set. It is a
1: mouthful, I think.
0: (laughs) He focuses on three strategic pillars for success, insights, brand, and plan to develop effective and efficient programs for building enduring brands and sustainable business growth. Side note, he's also the host of Business Growth Cafe that's actually on after this show. So, Angelo, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today.
1: Thank you very much. It's always uh, a pleasure being here. Obviously, we're we're associated with each other, and every Tuesday, we do a flip-flop. As you're leaving, I'm coming in, so it's uh, always exciting. And um, sometimes I'm sitting down in the parking lot waiting to go, listening to your show, so I'm Aww, really honored to be on it.
0: That makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. And we usually just high-five as I'm walking out, and you're... Yeah, usually, but
1: I do sit when I'm down there early. Sometimes I sit and listen.
0: Get me in the mood. Get me fired up and ready to go. That's what I'm trying to do today. All right. Today, we're going to cover employment marketing or internal marketing for employment branding. We're going to talk about what it is and why it's important. And then we're going to teach you how to structure a solid marketing campaign that deploys internal marketing first. Sound fun? I'm ready to play. All right, let's do it, baby. All right, so what is employment or internal marketing? Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, so
1: many times with the companies that I deal with, we always focus as a marketing guy. We're always looking at how do we reach customers? How do we sell more products and services? But so many times we forget and I use the category, the broad we, if you will, we forget about the people inside the organization. A fact, I have literally walked down the halls and started talking to employees and said, hey, how do you like the new campaign that's going on? And they say, we have no idea what you're talking about. And so they're really focused on their jobs and who they are and that particular function but they don't really disconnected from the rest of the organization i was uh, working with a client last year and as we were talking about sales and marketing programs in the room were operations and shipping and hr and accounting and i try to explain to everybody that we are so integrated if we're successful and we were successful we impact shipping right now there's more products to ship we got to do, you know, inventory. We need more products. Inventory. Accounting's got more work. HR's got to hire more people. So there's a symbiotic relationship internally, but companies miss the mark to educate their employees about what's going on, about the brand themselves. Yeah, I encourage you, as listeners, <clears throat> ask your employees what they really know about your business. And one of the, a survey that I did last year, I asked uh, CEOs of companies, "Do your clients would they recommend you?" The answer was yes. Do they understand your products? Yes. Do they understand all of the products that you you sell or just the ones that they buy? And their answer was, well, just the ones they buy. So they had no idea. So if your clients have no idea about all the stuff about your brand, you can't expect your employees to too. And that's where it really becomes important to focus, to make sure you've got all your employees, as you mentioned, brand ambassador, that everybody's firing on the same uh, cylinders or all on the same plate. As far as what the communications message is out to their audiences,
0: I go into companies as well and I talk to them about hiring. And what's interesting is that nine times out of 10, most of the employees don't know what the company's hiring for. They don't have those internal discussions as much as they should. That's really important because those are your best source of people. Mm-hmm. So, why is it important? I mean, I, I look at it as it improves employee engagement. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I know as, as an employee
1: about all the di- different departments about the brand and I can speak really strong to it, then I also know the types of people that would fit, not just my friend that's looking for a job, right? I know right off the bat that person's not going to be the right for that company because I understand the culture. And so I think that's where that education comes into making sure that everybody understands. It also really boosts morale because there's an understanding of what's going on. I feel more part of the organization. And that's essential, right? Because you want people working on your business as much as in the business to making sure that we're all moving in the same direction.
0: Absolutely. So what are the big challenges that you see when companies are, in particular with hiring or, or internal marketing? It seems to me like sometimes they just focus in completely external Right. On their marketing. Well, that's where their their the money
1: comes from, right? It's the employees aren't necessary. The employees are generating the money, right? Because you can't have a business without employees. True. I don't care. You could have the greatest product, the greatest service in the world, but if you have any employees to make that all happen, then you don't have a business. True. So, so from that standpoint, they are really important. And, and we could probably get into tons of statistics to talk about employee retention and all those different factors that are really important. But I think the biggest challenge when it comes to setting up an internal marketing program is it has to start at the top. It's much like doing a customer persona or a customer centricity, you know, customer first strategy it starts at the top. Same thing with an employee program or an mar- internal marketing program. It has to start from the top. There has to be a champion. So many times I've seen when we actually do internal programs, they they hand it to one of the marketing guys or one of the HR people, and they're really not geared up to fulfill that
0: because that's not their daily job. Uh, So is that the job of the C-suite? Well, I think it has to start
1: up there. It has to make sure that that information is being filtered down and empowering somebody, and I don't care what the level is, is to making sure that it gets implemented. They don't have to physically do it. They have to take command and control to make sure that, just like anything else, that we're meeting deadlines and, and milestones in accomplishing this objective. So they need to be the champion of it? Uh, somebody needs to be the champion. I prefer it's in the C-suite because I think it's important. Is you you know If you got five people in your organization, it's easy to talk it to has them. It right? You've got 50, 100, 200, 300. Then it gets a little out of hand. Uh, I tell a story about a agency owner from years ago, and every month he got all the employees together. And he called it the state of the state. And I always use that as kind of my benchmark. And he would talk about new wins, losses, how we were doing, profitability of the agency. Yeah, when you walked into those out of that meeting, you, you had a sense of where the agency stood in the marketplace about all the great things we were doing. And you felt proud to be there and empowered to be there versus somebody just walking down the hallway that has no idea except I'm the accounting manager.
0: You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our (laughs) sponsors. An (laughs) education moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Sign up for our passive talent workshops at stridesearch.com. Today, our guest is Angelo Ponzi. He's the founder and president of the Ponzi Group. And we are talking about internal marketing programs, specifically at hiring. What ingredients need to be involved for a good experience or a good candidate marketing initiative or internal marketing hiring initiative?
1: Well, as I was saying before the break, it's really having that champion to empower that this is something that needs to be done. And then just like an external marketing program, we have to look at the channels of communication that can reach out. Now, I love starting off these programs with an internal employee survey to understand what they know about the organization, any issues that they might have, uh, the positive aspects. So really it comes from a base. So they automatically see input into the plan that they might have put into the survey. Mm-hmm. So uh, right away there's ownership. And, I, and to me that becomes very important versus something that's being dictated versus having that ownership. And then structuring, what are those pieces? So example, one of the a clients that I worked on a, a program for a few years ago, every month we had a 30-second to a minute message from the CEO. He literally used his uh, computer camera and just taped a little message, gave the highlights of what was going on. And then the real details came from the different managers within the departments. And so this thing filtered down to make sure that the departments, everybody in the departments were sharing the same information. It wasn't like marketing was getting one, accounting was getting one, and and you know shipping was getting a different message. They were all getting the same, but they structured it so that information could filter down so it wasn't the CEO that was responsible.
0: So Angela, let's say I'm a small company. Let's say I'm, I'm 20, 30 people, okay. right? We're just getting started. We've gotten a series A round. I mean, this is, I think, when it's most critical to take advantage of this sort of initiative, right? Well, so and if it's being driven by, say, a CEO, what might they need to be aware of in order for them to be able to really make sure that they're getting access to the best people?
1: Understanding what you're, you know, so as far as from a talent acquisition standpoint, I mean, what are you truly looking for? And we've talked about this before. I mean, everything from the job descriptions to laying out the details, making it more of a, a workable or a marketing document as opposed to just a list of sure. bullet points that that you're trying to fulfill, because ultimately that doesn't truly get into who that individual is, right? And I think I'm probably preaching to the choir, and you're nodding your head up and down. If you're not, if you're if you're if you're, if you're listening to radio, he's nodding and saying, "Yeah, give me some <laughs> thumbs up."
0: I say that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like so, every show, <laughs> yeah, like every show.
1: So it becomes really important that. Those factors are really weighed in there. And I think when the organization is small, that is absolutely the time. You know, where everybody's busy working in their business, and I talk about a lot of that on my show – But you've got to step back and look about working on, and part of that working on is to making sure that your employees have an understanding of the organization, the messages you're trying to put out there, and what everybody else is doing, right? Because we're not working in silos. I worked in the advertising business for a long time, and there were a lot of silos. And so, so many times, you know, the people in the marketing group and the client services, we had no idea what the other groups were doing because we didn't talk to each other until it became time to pass off the information into the next level of work. And I always found that very disruptive in what was going on. And I think that's part of it. If we don't have that strong platform for communications internally to making sure we're all on the same you know, base of information, it becomes very disruptive to the organization.
0: At that small of a company too, there's some alignment between HR and marketing. The only time they ever cross over is when the marketing needs to hire somebody. Exactly. <laughs> The other thing that I find is really interesting is that a lot of the content that goes out for job descriptions and all, that's all written by HR and recruiting. Don't you want a marketing message plugged into that? Well, I
1: think, and this is a great topic that you brought up because so many times when the job descriptions are being developed, they are coming out of HR. They're not being developed by the departments themselves. Uh, I think I told you a story once about a talent acquisition group that as a chief strategy officer, I was actually overseeing. And I remember interviewing the, the various people within the group. And I was talking to the person who was in charge of recruiting for marketing, who had no marketing background whatsoever. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, how can you interview marketing people when you don't know what to interview? And I'm basically overseeing marketing. You haven't asked me once about input to develop job descriptions. So, you know, from that day forward, I always made sure that when I'm involved, the description and defining what we're looking for and how the interviews are held are being held and, and developed by the people within the department because they're the ones that, that obviously have to work with them.
0: What about cultivating a referral initiative or having some sort of internal marketing program that helps you pull people in?
1: Sure. Well, there's a lot of tools internally that you can implement, you know, like an internal Facebook account kind of thing where employees can feel empowered to communicate with each other and things like that. But again, if people know what the company is truly about, it elevates their ability to look and to talk about other talent that they may know and also be able to communicate as a brand ambassador, if you will, to
0: get those people interested in
1: wanting to apply for the position.
0: Brand messages reached five hundred and sixty one percent further when they're shared by employees as opposed to your normal brand channels. And then the other thing that I found was that content shared by employees receives eight times more engagement than content shared by brand channels. Why wouldn't you take advantage of this with your company, especially in hiring and getting everybody to be your, your recruiter?
1: Again, I think on a normal day-to-day, it's not top of mind. Because your head's in the business. Heads in the business. You're thinking about, I've got to get my lead gen going. I've got to get my content out there so I can get people into the the funnel and, and try to sell them my product or my widget. And you're not thinking about all that other stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Until the products and services are starting to be sold, and then all of a sudden, you know, the people that are doing the job don't understand all the repercussions. And so that's why I'm saying it could be a base of a platform that all organizations start, big or small, and championing somebody to really take charge of that and think it through. Because there's a lot of simple ways. I mean, we use email. We got internal chat. We got internal text as a way to communicate internally. I really think businesses will be far better off. And you just read some wonderful statistics that talk about how much farther they'll be better.
0: Oh, God, it's, it was crazy to me. I, I couldn't believe it was that much more effective. How do we do that? How do we cultivate that kind of relationship? You talked about setting up a monthly meeting or internal chat platform. Let's actually talk about how to deploy some sort of engagement or give some sort of framework
1: well, I, said, I think if I was doing this for my organization today, I would do internal uh, survey and I would want to understand the different aspects of what's going on in the firm, what they believe about the firm, how well they know the products and services, how well trained they thought they are. Work with companies that, you know, the guy gets hired on a Monday, they give him a little pat on the tushy on Wednesday and <laughs> say get out and sell. <laughs> and I've also been in an organization.
0: And you the show and where the bathroom. Yeah,
1: and, and I've been in others that, you know, they're in training and for things. 3 to 4 weeks and then all of a sudden they're cut loose and they still don't know anything more about the departments that they're being released into. So, you know, extremes. So, really understanding how the employees think, I think is one of the the key areas. And then from there, you can just like you would do with an external marketing program, you have different personas within your organization, right? Accounting people are going to think very differently than the marketing versus the uh uh, HR versus sales versus operations. So you've really got those kind of customer personas in a sense of what's important to them. So you understand what's important to their job. Then how do you craft your messages? And then really build that infrastructure from a strategic standpoint and, and those tools or those tactical executions that are simple. If you overcomplicate it, I'm telling you right now, it'll never happen. You might do it once, you might do it twice. If it gets too difficult, it'll fall apart very quickly. So they have to be simple forms of communication that become very consistent and standardized month to month.
0: So your marketing team would actually put together this content and then feed it out to the different departments. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And making sure that you might say, you know, across the company, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. We landed these new accounts. So-and-so got promoted, blah, blah, blah. And then you could actually even customize it if you wanted to by department to do something very specific in there. But importantly is everybody in the company knows and has an awareness of what's going on.
0: But how do you get the people in product development or engineering or accounting, the people that don't typically share a lot of content online, how do you get them to buy in to be able to do that?
1: Well, I think from a consistency standpoint, I think it's important that they see that it's just not a one and done. So when I have had tech people that I've had to deal with, you know, one of the things that they bring any, I'll call them bad habits, if you will, from another company, right? It's like, yeah, we've seen this before, you know, in two weeks or two months, this won't even exist. So why should I bother? Or, (laughs) and that's why I like to start off with an anonymous employee survey, because then all of a sudden you can get a lot of feedback that you might not get if I can tag their names to it. And so once they see that their concerns or issues and things are starting to be addressed, then that's how I I see people starting to buy into it. And again, not overcomplicating it because everybody's busy (laughs) and the last thing you want to do is 10 emails a day from the company.
0: So you can also maybe encourage promotion through like gamification. So gamify that process, make it beneficial to them in some sort of way.
1: Yeah. And I think too that, uh, you know, those, back to those monthly meetings, uh, a company I worked with a couple of years ago, we have ended up implementing monthly meetings and they could win prizes and they were given challenges. And, and so it became everybody more, loves prizes. Yeah. They became a more interactive situation where. They weren't just coming and listening to the CEO talk. I mean, there was interactive and they did skits. They did all sorts of stuff to build morale and and camaraderie.
0: And no one wants to hear us talk, except for like the people who are listening right now. Thank you, by the way. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) But the fact is the more we talk, or the more they tune out, but the more we listen to them and and help them champion the cause, then the more they're going to engage.
1: Yeah, and cause marketing is another good one, getting the organization to buy into a specific cause that they can give to. I was talking to somebody... uh, uh, recently, And what they do is employee rewards because they do a lot of cause marketing. They actually give a donation card that the employee win a prize, let's say of $100, but the employee can actually use that if they want to donate it to a charity. So not only can they win a prize and you get the thrill of winning, but now all of a sudden you can think about a charity that you would like to donate to. So there's money that you didn't have anyway, right? And and so that was one of the ways I thought was really cool that they got their employees involved in that kind of the whole atmosphere of giving about the, from the organization. I'm
0: getting the wrap-up thing from our engineer, Paul. You're getting the finger. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm the getting the finger. A, getting a finger. <laughs> so give me three quick takeaways that uh, you want the audience to walk away with today.
1: Well, I think it's important to incorporate information about the company and the markets and the brand. That that you're really after and, and utilizing uh, when you onboard a potential prospect, right? Start right from the beginning to immerse them, not just in the kind of the higher level stuff or the departments that they're going to work in, but really about the organization. Update the employees, I say, at least once a quarter about what's going on, if not monthly. You should if probably you can do, do monthly standards. I would love monthly, but, you know, minimum a quarter, but monthly is much better. And they don't have to be long have to be long dragged out meetings and then make sure the employees are are marketed to first the other mistake, right? You market, you put it out in the marketplace and they see it or they hear it after the fact.
0: Or their friend calls up or and says, friend, hey, I saw you guys have yeah, a job great, great, over there. Can you?" I didn't yeah, know anything about great it. Great
1: campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So making sure the employees know about either whether it's the marketing campaign or it's about a new opportunity or new job posting, make sure they know about it first before it hits the streets.
0: Angela, we're just about out of time for today's show. It goes by so quickly. Thanks again for your time investment today, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio Committee. Now, what's the best way for members of our community to to reach you?
1: Sure. Uh, The easiest is go on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn. You could also visit theponzigroup.com, and I have a lot of blogs and ebooks and videos and all sorts of things on there. And, of course, uh, my pitch for my show, The Business Growth Cafe, and you could go there at thebusinessgrowthcafe.com to listen to me as well, or... Stay tuned and stay on. In 10 minutes, you'll hear me.
0: (laughs) Well, you won't hear my Facebook Live. At least mine. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballon, Shanti Ryle, and our creative director, Ayla Girard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We are listening, and after all, the show's for you, so we love your feedback. You can join the higher power radio community at Higher. That's H I R E Power P O W E R Radio R A D I O dot com or drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. Ask about our passive talent webinars and workshops. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Olivia Melman. Olivia is the manager of recruiting operations for DigitalOcean. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.